0: Shut up, I love it. Shut up! I love it! Shut
1: up! I love it! When we started Microsoft Computers, uh, it was very a good business. Shut up, I love it. I am Joe Cabello, the one and only, and I am here with the second and only.
0: Sasha Feiler, and this is Shut Up. I love it—a podcast when we invite a special guest to talk about something, someone underrated, underappreciated, misunderstood, forgotten, just not uh, really processed correctly. To keep the computer analogy going,
1: and and but you know what's most important—that mm-hmm. they love it.
0: They love it. They, they love it. it. Okay. And uh, joining us today, well, I have the best bio I have ever received from a guest. And I thought naively that I was going to shorten it, but I realized it's like shortening like a piece of poetry. Or the it's Michelangelo,
1: impo- you know, it's yeah, like, like cutting when his cock sh- off, <laughs> being like, you know, they don't need the cock on the Michelangelo's David. I called Where Michelangelo's were? David the Michelangelo, but you all knew what I was talking about
0: yeah and i'm also happy that we're already in the cock like a area of this podcast (laughs) um
1: (laughs) my waist being uh not on camera you don't know but i am also on my cock area oh
0: my god all right let's just let's just focus on our guests here's the bio i am worried i'm gonna mess it up because it's so perfect Our guest has been in and out of in and out since he moved to California over 15 years ago. We all get busy, especially here in Hollywood, and nobody understands that more than him. So when he's on the go with no time left to cook, he does the next best thing by letting the experts take care of him the only way he knows how. Two double-doubles, one fry well done, and three shakes, a chocolate to drink, a hand to say thank you, and his beautiful booty as he walks away to give an eyeful to the wonderful workers for another job well done. Welcome, Nate Ballard
2: hello oh my god that was the that was the perfect uh reading sasha
0: thank you i was worried I, I got sweaty as i was reading it because it's such a pressure to like it's it has such a rhythm it's such a yeah you strong- want to do it justice yeah
1: that's a. I yeah. I i think she did i didn't read it before <laughs> i didn't know anything about it before but if sasha would have sent that to me and said like hey do you know?" Who this is for? I would have said Nate Ballard, I'm guessing. Did he write that? (laughs) Man,
2: that's a high compliment as well.
0: It is an incredible bio, and I'm already uh, smitten by it. But what are we here to really talk about, Nate? What do we got going on?
2: Yes, well, um, we are here uh, because uh, I wanted to present a show that is very near and dear to me and it happens to have a coincidence with my moniker, but that has nothing to do with the fact that I love this show, that I feel like a lot of people probably, I think a lot of people in our community may have heard of it, at least heard of it, but in the comedy community, but I don't think it's very well known as a whole, especially as the years go on. Nathan, for you, the uh, the Comedy Central four-season juggernaut that was, I believe... I want to say 2013 it started, maybe 2012. And then uh, almost every year. It, uh, but the last season came out, I think, two, two years after the third season, I believe. Um, the fourth and final season, which I believe aired in 2017. Not that dates matter. But um, Nathan, for you, I think is one of the funniest uh, shows uh, I've ever seen, I believe.
0: How would you describe the premise of the show for those people who haven't seen it?
2: Sure, sure. Um well, uh you know, everyone has a Nathan, but they usually give it to somebody else. Well, this is a Nathan for you. So, uh, so basically uh um well, actually, you know what? Before I get into that part of it. Um the the question you were asking Sasha is um the answer to that. Uh it's about a, a gentleman from Canada who can who has a business degree before he got into comedy, uh Nathan Fielder, and uh he started on a comedy show in um in cam in canada it was a news show kind of like a la daily show um it was called uh i'll think of it i think of it in a second but i want to say it was called like 22 minutes uh an hour something i i'm butchering that but it's something like that anyway he started doing that show like three minute segments which kind of grew into what this show is which is he takes his business school degree and he uses that knowledge to uh, go around to different businesses uh, around America. Mostly takes place in, in California, I think, just because of distance. Um, and he goes to local businesses and thinks of ideas that can improve their business, um, uh, maybe up their revenue. Uh, he comes up with kind of, you know, some of the ideas are out there but they usually involve um, a lot of complicated uh tasks <laughs> and things, but some of the ideas are actually pretty good um but the show's very innovative, I think, in the way that a it deals in comedy because it's not it's it's not it's structured but it's not written and um and so it's all real businesses. He's playing himself a version of himself. Um, maybe a more awkward mm-hmm. version of himself, but, um, but he's not, I think a lot of people, uh, miss mistake this for uh, kind of a Borat type situation where, mm. where they think that he's kind of making fun of the, the people that he's talking to that he has on the show. But I've, I've studied it enough and I've heard him in interviews and that is definitely not a, that's not his goal, but he also ends up being i th- I think he comes off like he's the one who's like the crazy person, at least to those people he has on the show now, however they come across to us as viewers, that may be different, but I don't think he's trying to make them the butt of any joke um I think the I think the the humor mostly comes out of their reactions, their like very rational reactions, usually to <laughs> an idea that's pretty absurdist uh to get their business yeah and uh, it's going did i
1: yeah that's the
2: that's the show and it's kind of a parody of these types
1: of network shows uh like undercover boss or even like kitchen nightmares yeah where you do you are dealing with business owners and it doesn't really care about the polish the way that those shows do and that's where that awkwardness right. comes from. I mean, you'd put a camera with anybody who's not a on-camera talent, and you're going to get some w- just kind of awkward stuff if you choose to leave that in. And that's that's definitely yeah. what's happening here.
0: So, yeah, totally, um, maybe totally, yeah, like, like you're saying, Joe, right? Like they're going for this awkwardness. But also like you're saying, Nate, Nathan is playing an <laughs> awkward version of himself.
1: I'm not even sure if he is from what I've heard and read
2: of people who've met him, worked with him in the film he industry. He is somewhat he says he's he's somewhat awkward. I've I just heard him say in an interview a Bill Simmons interview that he he kinda turns that like, okay, I'll put it like this what might also be awkward in real life for him, he will lean into that moment instead of – he says he said he wouldn't ever, like, leave just, like, complete silence after somebody says something in real life when he's just talking to somebody when the cameras aren't on. But because a lot of times – I mean, I think it happens in the episodes I, I highlighted for you all to watch. Like, it, he'll let people just – some people will just talk like kind of like I'm doing now, just kind of rattling on. He'll he'll just let people go, mm-hmm. and sometimes him just being quiet, they'll continue to talk. You know, themselves into something more awkward. Also, he doesn't talk. I've never heard him talk about this, but I but he's got this this kind of through line narrative for his own personal character mm-hmm. that continues from first season to the end of show. And in fact, I mean, I I feel like it. It kind of, like, comes to... I don't know if it comes to a conclusion, but it it definitely comes to some sort of... uh, Some sort of... um, uh, Different than the word climax, but I feel like it it hits some sort of resolution even at the very end of the whole... I mean, the last episode you all watched, you know? Absolutely. Um, And uh, so... uh, Just worth noting, I don't know if it's too soon to reveal
1: this, but just today, the uh, teaser trailer for the rehearsal... A new HBO series from Nathan Fielder what? came out. I didn't didn't even know I, about this. This is news. Yeah. This is beep beep. beep today's beep, beep, as of today's recording, which by the time this comes out, people <laughs> might know more about it. But
2: the oh wait so this is today's as in when you release this no no so uh, you know something the recording day okay yeah yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: so by the time time it comes out the show could get canceled (laughs) is what I'm saying we might have the news (laughs) that it's been canceled and destroyed and maybe he ran off with Ezra Miller with a child uh, so they can't release the show we don't know but yes it's it's not clear what the show is about so I don't want to. To postulate here because we'll know within a few not weeks when this postulate. is out. But yes, he and I, it, this is exciting. It feels like it might be continuing a bit of that through line, but that's oh, it's getting awesome. a little ahead of things.
2: Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, um, that's wonderful news. I'm kind of like, uh, I now have to process that because he's also produced other shows, uh, that he's not necessarily in front of the camera for. Yeah, yeah, the John one I know Mason, of,
0: right. To, or yes, Wilson. and
2: the first time I, wa- the first time, you know, the first episode when I watched that show, I was, I, before I even knew Nathan Fielder was a part of it, I could feel mm-hmm. that, because it, it's, I love that, that's one of my favorite styles of, I guess, comedy, but it's also, there's a, there's definitely not just humor involved in these things, but it's that blending of, it's like meta-reality, it's that blending of reality and, and, uh, I guess something scripted or like the the main person who's hosting slash writing the thing is the character, but, but utilizing, uh, yeah, like augmented reality. There we go. Like the it's, Pokemon. And go. like, there's
0: definitely a poetic <laughs> element, heavy poetic, like first person element going on For in sure. both of them. Yeah. Well, so, I, Joe, I, Joe, I, but you have seen the show a bunch of times, right? Like I, the, the I fact have. that you're so confidently uh, talk about it. And, and
1: just to talk just quickly to that point of, uh, the show's, like, tone. And I do think, like, calling it a Sasha Baron Cohen-esque type of thing, like, Bor- Borat, is somewhat accurate just to kind of get the feeling of of it. And even John Wilson is a bit of that. But what they have that a Borat or any Sasha Baron Cohen thing doesn't have is a earnestness to it. Like, mm-hmm. the main people are trying to be earnest. It's something you see even with, like, Channel 5 with Andrew... What's his name? That's a YouTube series where this guy just goes to crazy events and just lets the people talk. He interviews them and just lets them go. And it's all its all kind of from this earnest point of view. So I think that is something that's powerful about the type of stuff he's producing and creating versus, you know, more of your Borat type prank stuff that you see.
2: Yeah. Because, I mean, it's... You know, because I think that's really easy to set up. You have all you have this, you know, the studio money behind you, the equipment. You have the the people that can all help. You know, make this uh, whatever, this trick or whatever you're doing, uh, this experience go off. And and the people that involve the real people, the real individuals that are a part of this that don't realize they're a part of something else. Um, in like the Borat's or like uh, I guess uh, uh, Andre, what's his name? Eric Andre's yeah, that's uh, another movie. Good, good one. Um, and that one has more heart than I feel like. I feel like not everyone's the butt of the joke there either. But um, but I think it's easy to set people up to to because they're ignorant already. Because just by virtue of who they are and where they are, they just happen to be there. What you know, depending on the situation, and I think. I think Nathan does a really good job of not. I, I, I feel like he walk most of the time. If he walks away, I mean, I can't prove this, but when he walks away from an episode or from a segment, I feel like those people either feel like they won, like they are they are the um, the high status, um, and he's the low status. Like they think he's being completely genuine, but also he they, they make. If they look like fools i feel like he just he just opens the door and lets them kind of do what they're going to do and and he's not goading them one way or the other now if they show something like uh, if if they say some bit of knowledge about themselves or or you know something that sparks his interest he might he might you know ask them to extrapolate uh on that and uh and sometimes (laughs) You, it's really fun to watch Nathan not break, but like you can see he's trying not to yeah. like a smile like it in that in the I think it's the second Bill Gates one uh the second episode when the party planner uh when he has when he's sitting there watching it's just the party planner and him uh and I think one more person at that party uh and then Bill Gates uh, impersonator or maybe it's just those three. But Bill Gates just starts going on of, like the monologue you did at the at the front, Joe. And he, if you, it cuts to Nathan for a second, and you see, of course, the party planner kind of looking bored as hell. But Nathan, I'm convinced at that moment, he's like got the slightest smirk, just the mm. slightest smirk, and he's trying not to show it. But oh, he does it the um, same way
0: um, with the lawyer, like when the lawyer starts losing it at the dumb Starbucks. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, he that's is, so funny. like, he is laughing inside. Oh, my
2: God. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. yeah. I, don't know how you, I don't know how you don't break during those like those things. I mean, like, that lawyer is basically, they're fighting over a piece of paper. I mean, on almost on top of that desk. It's and it's, funny. like, the most unprofessional. It's hilarious.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's Since exactly we started bringing up the episodes, um, the details of the episodes that we're going to discuss or we're already discussing, can you just maybe, I guess, give us the premise for each of them, like, real quick? Nate, so we we know, because they're the most famous, at least the two of them are really famous ones, right?
1: Oh, and can I just say, before we get into that, to actually answer your question that I diverted from, to talk about something else, uh, my history with the show, I've watched every episode several times. Great. Uh, Yeah, I
2: I figured maybe, maybe, you know, you all have. I think there was quite
1: a few months where, like, every week I was re-watching at least a few episodes. Um, so, it's, it's dear to my heart, and it is a show that even, like, going through again and looking at the seasons, almost every single episode feels like it could be a season finale because it's so (laughs)
2: big and good. And dense, like, the episodes usually, I forget sometimes a segment, like, I'll watch an episode randomly, and I'll, and in the middle of it, there'll be a small segment, you know, maybe one that, that's not a, a huge elaborate thing, but... In those, I it's I'm so happy that there's so much content that I get to go back and rewatch it, and it almost feels fresh in some areas. Mm-hmm. You know, there, of course, there's the big things I remember uh, really well, but I mean, even those, there's so much packed into these episodes that I mean, I it's not, it, it, but it's different than like a normal movie or comedy or ch- uh, show where it's like, oh, uh, uh, like Breaking Bad, I went back through that and I caught the stuff I missed. Mm-hmm. This is like. This is not even like, oh I, I remember that from the first time, but I didn't realize what that meant because there's like three other jokes on top of it, or three other three other things happening. And so I'm so focused on those, you know, the plot the plot line of the of the episode or whatever it is. Um but yeah, that it's it is a it's a rarity that you can find a show that you can especially a comedy that you can rewatch constantly mm-hmm. and not feel like it's getting old. Um, Sasha, have you seen it? Had you seen it before? Nope first time whoa Wow! if i would have known oh, that goodness. before
0: this
1: episode i would have been like i would have bought you the 4k blu-ray box set
2: of this oh. show. what would i do
0: with it because i don't have any way to watch it
2: <laughs> oh my goodness um yeah strangely uh, I, I, I
0: knew about it it just sounded to me like one of a prank shows which it doesn't mean i don't like prank shows um i just thought it was like oh, okay prank show i will get to it one day Um, And Mm -hmm. so I just never did And to me I'm actually still processing The fact like that you Nate like Established early on and it sounds Like Joe is confirming that This show has a lot more heart and less Of a prank and it has like a certain like Seriousness and commitment From the host that like I do Want Mm -hmm. to change your business Like situation Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like I did (laughs) not pick up Pick up on that at all in my three episodes uh, So So Mm -hmm.
2: That is, that is like the main, that's the main subject of every, almost every segment in every episode. I sent you three that, I I mean, it, for the Bill Gates narrative, or the impersonator narrative, that's why I picked those three, because he's in all those. But if mm-hmm. you started from the beginning or or watched a different episode, I, th- I think, I don't know, Joe might, I don't know what Joe thinks, but like, if you see a few more episodes, I think that'll all click, mm-hmm. because you'll see segments that are completely different. Different that have nothing to do with what you watched today or whenever you watch it. I'm assuming you watched it right before we started. That's I like, am watching it. it. Yeah. It's on her phone I'm watching right, now. It's right, on. right <laughs> below there. <laughs> no, and I,
1: I do think it's not so much an episode to episode or segment to segment where the earnestness shines, but it comes across like through the, the whole series. So, yeah, I think at the end of the day, it's more absurd comedy, absurd prank comedy but um if you were to compare it to a sasha baron cohen thing that's where the earnestness shines more is kind of what i I'm guess saying it more with yeah.
0: depends what you compare it to right because i was told that this is a parody of kitchen nightmares and so this is what i was comparing oh, to in my head uh and being more familiar with kitchen nightmares i guess than other shows that's That's interesting yeah that I was like oh so he's kind of just like doing the comedy thing where instead of Gordon Ramsay doing the same thing of like you have the same problem as a failing restaurant usually your employees are stealing from you you're never there like whatever that might be like your kitchen is dirty this is like a new solution for every business. Yeah, he's insane. not looking well,
1: at the business, right? He's not saying, Okay, yeah, let's look at what the issues are. He's just saying, Okay, if the overall issue is not enough business, let's go. Because he wants to get do?
0: to comedy. Yeah, yeah, he wants to get to the he, solution. And the
2: ideas are are like I don't know how you felt about the ideas he came to these the the few I mean the party planner is a good example of kind of a more traditional traditional segment episode with him uh um, because I feel like some of the ideas are are really innovative, and some—I mean, most of them are too expensive and too elaborate to actually for a business to adopt. But sometimes, I mean, there's a couple people that are so they're so they seem to be so greedy that like there's this. Uh, I always I, this is what I was afraid of, like trying to describe the episodes that you, you haven't watched, but. Uh, but there's a segment in one episode where it's a taxi cab company, or this guy owns a taxi cab, and so Nathan's idea is to make it to, to pick up more revenue to have the uh, because Uber's uh, I think oh maybe this was an Uber it was an Uber and not a taxi I can't he remember. was a so taxi is, is driver Uber. and
1: Uber's taking his business so his That's idea it, yeah. was to start a, a terrorist sleeper cell that would undermine Uber. And make their business fail <laughs> yes. to increase the the, <laughs> the sales of taxis. There's
2: also well, I think the other one I was thinking of was there is the the one where it's the I think it's a taxi cab, but to have to, to have a, a little medical uh, oh, yeah. situation in the back, so so pregnant women can have their babies in the taxi cab on the way to the hospital, uh, so they don't have to rush. I can't remember exactly the angle, uh, like what more of the angle, but the idea was that was that to pick up more business. Uh oh that's right. Like pray, <laughs> the <laughs> families or the 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 soon to be father and mother would um would reserve the cab months in advance or something mm. like that. But <laughs> but then he goes through all the rigmarole for like okay, so if if we're going to do this, let's see how do we make this sterile? And then he brings in also I mean there's always so many other caveats to the <laughs> yeah, thing it grows but, like so much yeah it's great, and that's what I love. About, that's yeah. one other aspect of the show: is the branches off. Mm-hmm. He said in an interview that he said it can take up to like three weeks plus. I mean that that last episode, the Francis episode. I mean that I don't know how long that took, but I think normally he said like it could take a week, or they go off script, off schedule all the time because because they'll do something and then that'll spark like somebody will have an idea or somebody will say, Oh, I'm good at this thing. And then he'll be like, what you're good at that. Okay. Let's follow that. And then the production will just then shift completely shift gears and then follow that other thing. Um, I got off my point. My point was that the taxi cab driver when I, in the episode I was talking about was really into the idea even after Nathan proved that it wouldn't work. And the guy was just so hungry for business. He was like willing to do anything. Anyway, uh, what were you, Joe, You were going to say something earlier about uh, getting to uh, talking about the episodes or something. I can't remember. Uh, well, I will just say, too, to his plans, I think what makes them
1: so they work versus if it was like a kitchen nightmares parody to where it would be. Oh, we got to clean your kitchen. What, how do we clean it in a funny, stupid way? It's, he sets up straw men to why they're not getting business. Like there's the computer repair place where he says, Oh, people don't like to get their computers repaired because they don't want the files seen. So hire <laughs> right. asexuals mm-hmm. oh and be the God, only, and that, was so funny. that said it like, Oh, is that why people really don't want, to go get their computer repaired is that it right. like i don't i don't think yeah. so and everything is set up with some straw man that you can then he can then try to defeat in a ridiculous way
2: yeah he yeah he brings the problem to the business usually there's i think there's a few episodes where the people maybe like bring up their issue with the business that they own but for the most part he seems to come into the business again very small business usually uh, that doesn't have a chain or anything like that and well then like with the dumb Starbucks He tells the guy that um, The way I can't remember actually the dumb Starbucks is off uh, It He t- it's a coffee shop a local coffee shop that they want to get well, more revenue So I think he's doing it as a test right? He's well, like showing well, the, the guy is like that he,
0: he actually the uh, problems with the coffee shop are They're very obvious like the guy doesn't have a menu like he he runs a yeah. coffee shop, but he doesn't yeah, have right. a menu. He seems like he doesn't he should not be running a business. So but you've instead, seen that episode, yeah. yeah. But instead of attacking oh, okay. that attacking that, he just Nathan just deals with like. Well, we just need to have a stronger branding. Branding that everybody recognizes. Yeah. Starbucks. Yeah. But we have to put a tiny little word like says saying dumb Starbucks. And then he learns that like he cannot put a small because then it becomes like he's lying or something or he's stealing. Whatever. And so it's gotta
2: be parody law. He's gotta be parody. And then, like law. It was, <laughs> he leans in. And with it. the parody law, like the parody law is like he brings it to a judge and the judge is like, Well, you have to do judge I think is Anthony Pelosi. Uh you have to uh <laughs> You have to do uh, so many hours of comedy that like this is your this is part of your bit that you always do. And <laughs> when people see that you're that you're parodying this, they're like, Oh, Nathan the comedian always does that. So then he goes into stand up yeah. and he does like these parody songs in the stand up and it's I mean really horrible like parody songs. Yeah, too. and he does but, it like, with the guy who so owns good. the coffee shop with the said. Yeah, he, <laughs>
0: he just doesn't want to deal so with him. He quits. Oh, and so then God. they have a breakup it's, and so this becomes like they like he he didn't mean to but like they no longer to get like and then he brings the lawyer to <laughs> face him right um so that's becomes, right uh, the very, very oh, plotty, that's funny. like in the great way like in the hilarious way <laughs>
2: yeah. yeah he gets into the weeds of this this stuff and it's it's oh it's like when i watch a movie and it's like uh um or like breaking bad's a good example of a mm-hmm. show that that goes to the next logical step of Oh, if this were to happen in real life or this character were to do this thing, then they would need to do this next to then help solve that issue. And Nathan doesn't skip over like another reality show or, or, well, reality show, but another show might just jump over those details Mm -hmm. to get right to whatever the end game is going to be. Um, but, But with him, he 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 walks us through all that and i think joe when you brought up the how it's kind of dirty and the way that it's it's showing you kind of like like the bells and whistle like what's going on behind the scenes um and it's not completely clean as a show i think that that is like an insulated that that gives them insulation to like it's gonna be hard to fail because it's like even if even if the idea that he has for the business fails there's still something to show. Like that's still something interesting to watch, even mm. if even if it doesn't complete its goal. Like it's an interesting show because like it doesn't hinge on on the. On the like element that you would pitch the show on, it it seems to just it seems to just live in the like it's like it's like a it's I mean, like an improv scene savvy. that's
0: going organically yeah. instead of yeah, ex- somebody coming yes. in and having a premise and being like so set up on set, set on this it premise. has to be so, about like, it this. has to be yeah. that way instead yeah. you just like organically okay like no we are on the next thing now which how honeymoon mm-hmm. a lot of times does ah. the team that you're on. That i'm a big fan yeah. of but like sure honeymoon does oh, pick up thanks. like and to go into the next like you know weed, weeds that like whatever is, is is just opened up like a right like a wormhole and it's like well why not like we're all gonna go there together
2: mm-hmm. let's follow this and let's not get bogged down by what we think the the plot mm-hmm. quote unquote is supposed to be i mean and that's i think where you i think when you're following that that line and i'm not to say that there's i'm sure there's uh, many successful shows that don't do this, but uh, well when you follow that just like let's see what's next I that's I guess I guess because that's why I also like improv so much, I feel like that yeah that they both live in the same area in my brain where it's where I'm I am excited to see where we're going you know yeah. it's like anything can happen you know yeah you
1: don't really know it's, and no one's watching an episode thinking, I wonder how if this is gonna work or I wonder how you like yeah, right. no that's <laughs> not why you watch it. Yeah. and i've noticed that yeah. dna with uh, how to with john wilson as well mm-hmm. uh, just you yeah. know it is jermaine him being the producer of that where they just oh what's interesting hey we're trying to discover how to enjoy wine but the ceo of bang energy drink is so interesting oh, such let's a good follow it and then they yeah. find ways to thematically bring it back which is even you know, better, and I think this show does that as well, and a good improv show will mm-hmm. as well, hey, we ch- we're suddenly in a period piece when this started out as a futuristic, like, tech something, oh, and then they made it make sense. Holy shit. Like, that's that's yeah. the beauty of it.
2: Yeah, yeah and I think there's, there's a, there's a uh, trust there to trust the, like, follow what you're following is the right thing, you know, it's like, it's like if you're gonna go off script if you're gonna go off book and just kind of like jump into something uh, and not know where it's gonna lead you I mean that's that's very exciting and it 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 takes it takes a level of guts and courage to be like we'll have our show we'll have our episode by the end of this you know mm-hmm. whatever that is because it felt like it felt like um, and I don't know if you if you all got this but I felt like in the so the three episodes I sent you all um, uh, are they kind of follow a it's it's not a it wasn't a planned arc obviously with the show because the first two episodes are from I think season two I believe, and then yeah. the last episode's the last episode of of the Nathan for you series, and the last episode's basically a movie i mean it's an hour and twenty something minutes and uh all three of them feature the same uh the same gentleman Bill Heath, who is a uh a well for the show, he introduced himself as a Bill Gates impersonator, and then we find out later that he may not be as a prof- may not be as a professional Bill Gates uh, impersonator. He, yeah. I've, he's just an actor. They make. <laughs> I'm sure he's an actor who is trolling Craigslist ads. Yep.
1: Saw need a Bill Gates impersonator and said, "Fuck, I need a role," and then applied.
2: Yeah. And then just confidently said, "That's what he does." And I mean. His, I don't. I mean, I've seen Bill Gates talk a few times, you know, in interviews and stuff, or like you know when he they're doing when Microsoft used to do those on stage, you know, uh, reveals, but i I don't think i am guessing I, I can't remember very well, but I don't think he's doing like a
1: perfect Bill <laughs> no. Gates impression,
2: not even like oh my God,
1: not even it's the so the fun. wordings are all weird no. like dude, do you even know what a computer is or anything the way you're
0: talking? <laughs> he operating in like, uh, oh like a God. like a whatever the- thesaurus of like a five year old like you know yeah <laughs> computers are good so i want computers to keep oh working it, it's so funny it's like
2: as bill gates like bill gates would talk when i got into computers like as if like, you talk about the item that you you made programming for like that it's so <laughs> hilarious and uh, so sasha so mm-hmm. did you watch the dumb starbucks episode after you watched these or had you seen that already i
0: fucked up I, I fucked up. I watched a little bit of a different episode. Uh, Starbucks ended up. Being, I did not read correctly. So, but I, oh yeah. So I. That's okay. I did see the souvenir, the classic. I'm told souvenir. It's so episode. good. The Johnny Depp okay. impersonator. That <laughs> oh my whole short
2: film is great. <sighs> it's so good. The, the 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 gal with the red hair as yeah. the police officer. Oh my gosh, so that is so funny. Um, but it did oh, feel
0: like I don't know. Like that's when the, that's the you know that's like um my cherry was broken uh with nathan, nathan for you and so for me i i thought that like these people are being made fun of for sure that one's one, so know? that one's
2: a little more for mean. sure yeah <laughs> well and you know and i do think because when i so i, I re the episodes just to make sure it was all fresh for this um and I when I started that episode, I was I. That's the first thing I thought was this doesn't necessarily represent Mm. normally how how uh, the people are treated. However, I do think there's redemption when when he goes when he backtracks and he talks to the the lawyer and the lawyers. I think it's a lawyer. He says you got to go back and um, and uh, you got to pay all these people either their money, you know, or keep them in the movie or whatever, give them credit. (laughs) And so I feel like they get a little (laughs) bit of redemption there, but yeah, this one's, I mean, definitely, I, I mean, I don't know, but what do you think? Do you, do you think that, that he told them that that wasn't Johnny Depp or do you think he let the people who think that was Johnny Depp live and live that they met Johnny Depp, you know?
0: Sure. I think you let him, you let him live this dream.
2: I think so too. I I think so. I think so too. Yeah. And, and one thing about that
1: episode, how it's (laughs) mean, (laughs) uh, I think where it ends up going a little bit more on the like earnest side instead of making fun of them. Like, let's take any of those people who are acting in it or especially the script supervisor who (laughs) is the judge. So he was not brought there to be made fun of him being made fun of was a byproduct of Nathan trying to help Mm -hmm. the business and get out of legal trouble. So, yeah, I but think one that's would easily
0: imagine him being the butt of the joke, knowing that he would judge this short against a 15 minute clip of a man farting. Yes. But well, that's he.
1: It's not too like, hey, <laughs> let's make fun of a guy. So we'll bring him on. An, no, it it's been like, anybody. no, yeah, we. If, been anybody. I mean, yeah, if they could have got Spielberg to judge, mm-hmm. he would have. Sure. Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I mean, like, or an impersonator of Spielberg. But like <laughs> if it was if. I was, when we I've made thought about the movies, before, like, <laughs> uh,
1: the movies were very <laughs> its it,
2: It's Bill Heath still. <laughs> uh, if, if I was on a show like this, I mean, especially, I guess if I knew what it was, but even if I knew who he was, I mean, being, you know, being into comedy myself, obviously, you know, you can feel that weird energy when somebody's in comedy that gets like, picked by you know like how does it get made to speak you know in the live audience or something and they try to be funny and that never plays Mm -hmm. so I think I would just like if I mean I don't obviously the show's not on anymore but I've thought about like well if I was a worker here how would I react and some of the times I'm like well if I didn't know who he was I mean I'd probably react like a lot of them are because I mean how I don't know how you can be smarter than, than the scenario they're bringing to you and I, and yeah, uh, I guess I don't have a point by saying that, but um, but the the script supervisor he I think one thing that he does that's in earnest on his own, and nobody makes fun of it except they're just filming it, which is when nathan is is giving his credit you know, Mm -hmm. that he worked on, uh, on Bonnie and Clyde, and then he calls him over, you know, in the middle of Nathan presenting, and he's like, "Uh, I didn't really, uh, I didn't get credit, I was uncredited for that, Uh, can you, what was the thing he, I can't remember the the movie, he said mention this, right, right, yeah, (laughs) he's like, (laughs) like, you talk about that, and then Nathan's like, okay, yeah, so you want me to bring that up, okay, so, and like that whole, (laughs) that is such a funny moment, because it's like, it's like, there's no need for this. Like, That's he doesn't John need to Williams. tell him yeah, that. Yeah, for the, very gentle. yeah. For the yeah, four yeah. people <laughs> in the audience, he needed to <laughs> right. correct it, but he does. <laughs> for that guy who's falling asleep in both segments, like both movies they watch. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That, that farting video is also hilarious. Like, I wonder if the farting guy ever n- knew that they I were going to be using this. I on, wonder. Uh, I mean... If you're making that video, I don't think you care, but like uh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so and that, crazy. that could easily just, like, be <laughs> somewhat faked, you know, a video that they yeah. made,
1: who knows. I, and I think that's the, the I issue hope not. With some of I this hope stuff. not. You, you wish for a show yeah. like this that everything's real. And I don't know why this show doesn't bother me the way like Borat does, especially the second movie. Sure. And I think it's usually the discourse around it, where people, yeah, uh, and I think that's the, to the show's credit to its it's trying to be kind to the people, even though it knows it will be cruel to them just by its nature, versus mm-hmm. Borat is trying to make these people look like fools, and mm-hmm. maybe they mm-hmm. deserve it, but uh, I think there's like a plastic surgery situation in Borat that he goes to, and he's like, I want to get my daughter plastic surgery. You yeah, know, she's 15. And then the people are very polite to him. And I remember online mm-hmm. discourse just being so much of these people are sick. They would just be so blase about helping. No, they're on camera talking to this mm-hmm. man they think is real. They're just being a bit, they're normal. at work. Yeah, they, they're trying yeah. to make it work because they've been told the cameras are there for a reason. And so You're we can't to judge fail. these people. Yeah, and I, I don't think yeah. the show is asking us to judge the people. Even though it's making fun of them in many situations, it's not saying judge these as good or bad people. And I think that's
2: why I ultimately don't care if it's fake or real. Well, and I think that the people that... I think the people that I get the most laughs from are the ones who are the most arrogant on the show. The ones who... Who bring it on themselves? Like I the mean, lawyer that, like the lawyer, yeah, like the lawyer. There's a uh, there's <laughs> also this private detective that he he start like he starts having interactions with in the first season. That he, and he comes back a few times. He actually got his own show. I think it was because he was on Nathan for mm. you, but uh, but. It's on. I think that one's or was on uh, ID uh, Discovery or something. But uh, but he's the one of the most arrogant people <laughs> I think in the whole series. And the way he treats Nathan is like he like makes fun of him a lot. And Nathan, you know, is just playing his like his like very meek role. So he's he's not. <laughs> If any, I mean, it's obvious that Nathan's got the upper hand If you know what's going on But, like, the guy just doesn't mind being, like, a sensational Kind of a, uh, not a Trump-esque But, like, in that vein of, like, a Kardashian Or somebody who's who's okay with being that wild on mm-hmm. And maybe it's the cameras being turned on
1: Yeah, that guy but, deserves yeah, I mean, the show that he got uh, Unlike some of the other people There's, like, a a, a restaurant right. owner or something Who's texting while talking to Nathan Oh, on camera. yes. Oh my god! And gosh. that guy is that being is arrogant, be- right, crazy. and being interesting and funny, but he couldn't do that on his own show. It would never. No way. But the uh, the <laughs> private investigator, he, I think he really does. Of course, you'd make a show for him because he read the room. And he's like, I know cameras are here. I I know that this <laughs> yeah. what this guy's saying is ridiculous. I'm gonna have some fun and be entertaining about it, and he it is entertaining. Yeah, he's it super really works. Yeah.
2: And, um, and I also feel like they they leave one of their meetings, like there's a little bit of, I don't know if it's contention, but there's a little bit of like, oh, they're kind of at odds now. But then in a later episode, a later, a later I think it's in the next season, Nathan needs something with a private investigator. That's also what I love about the show, as a caveat, is that he continues to... Recast people Mm -hmm. who have positions like jobs that that they need so it's like in an improv show when you need (laughs) a chef and we've already seen the chef in the first beat why not have that same person come back and play a chef now, sure. even though it's a different location or whatever? And th- so that judge that I mentioned, I know his name because he's been on the show two or three times as a judge being needed to- because of his judge knowledge. Yeah. And I love that. That's a little cast of characters that, like, would never exist otherwise. Yeah, the
1: Santa Claus so impersonator, the judge. The, oh, the private That's investigator, I think, has two episodes, if not more. The, yeah. the security guard who loves tits. I
2: think Oh comes that, out that guy is so. incredible that guy is incredible that is he's <laughs> a whole other separate character like if you just watched his episodes it looks like a completely different <laughs> show versus like the three that you all you know the three I mentioned like the ones with the, that's the his Bill Gates uh, guy. Uh, special
0: characteristic that he loves tits
2: oh he is so he, he's, yeah distracted by them so but he's a security guard he's, he's a cur- security guard so he's like trying to watch if people steal but he can't help but be distracted and this is something that Nathan and the production team pick up on while this guy is yeah. just being a security guard and he's just happens <laughs> to be looking at all the <laughs> oh my god that's so funny oh, really? and the way that nathan plays with that is so great too because that guy he he like elevates that guy and so that guy feels good about himself so the- <laughs> and then i can't remember the, r- the reason but the- oh i guess because they eventually want to de- nathan is like let's design a show around you or maybe the guy wants to but then they go to producers and Nathan has him pitch it, and it's like <laughs> terrible because he yeah. can't. The talk, show you know, is to terrible like too,
1: but it's so wonderfully <laughs> yeah, produced. But it's just <laughs> the most boring guy. What if you put all the assets of a good reality TV show, or at least a competent one, yeah, yeah. into him? Oh, man, this element like,
0: of like recognizing like a real living person with their own. Like characteristics that are funny And like bringing them And just exaggerating that That's obviously what John Wilson Is doing as well Like he would just like Fall for somebody And like he would be like We're just gonna want more of this person Like just doing that thing Yeah And
2: John Wilson uh, Sorry sorry go ahead
0: No I was gonna say uh, In one of the episodes That I wrongly watched um, It's uh, (laughs) like a very romantic PA Who um, Nathan sets up to oh. oh yeah with uh yeah, yeah. like a what is it like clair, clairvoyant or like she's like a tarot reader oh um, is, yeah, yeah yeah Maria is Garcia this, Maria Garcia
2: yes 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 and Sorry. this this is the the is this the a realtor who the, the the ghost realtor no no the, it's Solomon as um, a. The Solomon guy getting. I think set Solomon up on a date. is the
0: name. Solomon is the name of the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That
2: party. That the party planner. That he uses as a example for the party planner.
0: Okay. Yeah. No. Uh, so Solomon is, and the, specifically the episode that I watched was about um, a fortune teller whose business business is not doing well, and so Nathan's solution is to, um, for her to target specifically, individually people, and the most common name that he. Figured out he can oh, do yeah. that is Maria Garcia. So, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> so Maria Garcia, I see your future or whatever. Here's the phone number. Those posters, like those, uh, uh they're, they're like all over ads, Legitimately like all over good town. idea. Legitimately good yeah. idea. So Maria Garcia starts calling, and the first Maria Garcia that calls doesn't get the reading that she believes in. So it's a potential losing of a customer that freaks Nathan out, and he's like, "We have to like." unfortunately like to keep this customer coming back we have to fulfill one of the promise like one of the (laughs) visions that uh the the um fortune teller saw which was to meet like a romantic you know interest and so he sets Uh up this pa who is constantly looking for love for love like he puts super weird like facebook posts like i want to hold your hand like Uh, i know that guy like
2: Like, i don't know him (laughs) yeah but i know I the, she the, oh man. yes, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. very, and he's like completely earnest in the, and like him. No, I mean he knows what the show is. He works on it, and yet he plays it so. Like I don't think he's playing. I think he's just being himself.
0: He's being himself. He's great. And then it feels like Maria Garcia gets a little bit made fun of because he puts makeup on her in a very ugly way. Because he becomes like her makeup artist, right. and then yes, she looks yes, yes, like yes. a monster, like with the lipstick all over her face <laughs> while she's trying uh, to. An interview. That's, to I her. I forgot is really, all about this. Yeah,
2: that and I think that's the because he uses Solomon in uh, I guess three episodes. Is I'm thinking now because he also sends him out on a date once with this other. I can't Doesn't remember he do why, a d- dating reality show? Yeah, The Hunk. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that's a great episode. A great I great mean, episode. That Brings
1: another side character who comes oh back, Anthony, I think it was the host.
2: Uh, Anthony, uh, Nap- Anthony Napoli. Anthony Napoli, then.
1: <laughs> oh, so crazy. beautiful. So Anthony Napoli gets hired to be the host of The Hunk, a fake reality
2: show, and then, you know, feels like a fool, all that it's just it's like the bachelor real. and the yeah. fact they're all in a mansion and no i don't think anybody knows but nathan that and you know the camera people Th- They all that, think it's a real show. so the host doesn't even know yeah that, they think yeah. it's a legitimate
1: <laughs> show that's going to maybe get picked up or not but then he comes back because nathan has a retrospective episode and anthony napoli gets to host it <laughs> oh, so yeah, anthony yeah. napoli actually does get the gig <laughs> to host an actual show but it's the same yeah. show that had pranked him to be a host for a fake
2: show before <laughs> and in the original in the hunk there's like a whole kind of like there's like a back burner joke that keeps on coming up where uh where nathan kind of implies that anthony napoli was like likes threesomes and then he's like he's <laughs> as he's hosting he like Denies it like he's he's hosting but then he's like I don't I don't have I don't like threesomes like I don't like anything to do with that and then when he comes back to host that celebration episode he that comes back up again I think they actually like they tie that in so that it's like he wants to make sure everybody knows he's not into threesomes kind of thing if i'm if i'm remembering that correctly yeah something like that but, I mean, uh, there's like a, a argument over whether
1: it was a guy guy girl threesome or that's a girl, it that's girl, it guy. it's not just a threesome yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's, no, that, it's like it was a girl girl <laughs> guy that's right
2: like, oh, <laughs> yeah, okay. that's right that's right that's right yeah that's right. yeah, yeah. So oh man that rich. episode is wonderful what's your, it's so good uh,
1: nathan what's your favorite episode
2: Oh, that's hard. It's hard because, like, the last episode is such a different flavor of the whole series. And I think that because it's so unexpected in the way that it it it, it gets drawn out and the way that we fall And it's so engaging. At least I fe- I feel it is. From the beginning to end, even though it breaks format from him doing segments. Yeah, it's not um, absurd at all either, really. Like, he's yeah. not
1: doing anything absurd. It's not, hey, let's find Francis by... You know, we'll put you in a bunch of balloons and put you 13,000 feet in the air. No, it's like, no, we're just going to earnestly
2: go try and find her. (laughs) And that's it. And the discovery is that, that, I mean, it's crazy how much gold Bill gives him as being just himself by, like, not revealing that, that maybe it's not exactly the scenario where he left Francis to go to Hollywood. It's like, he was cheating on her but that didn't come out until you know Nathan's reading these letters that were written by Francis years ago that that apparently uh Bill didn't re- you know pre-read before he gives them to Nathan like yeah. like these just these little moments of greatness um but i i mean it is up there on my favorite i mean uh, there's a segment i love that uh, it's hard it's really hard to choose but the episode with the sky, I I can't remember the oh the whole scenario but it's of course not but still one of my favorites um, with the guy he be, it's he goes skydiving with this guy but I'm trying to remember why like he's making friends with this guy for a reason Joe do you remember what I'm talking about um, Oh I'm trying it to remember. sounds somewhat familiar he becomes friends with this guy like like he's doing something else but he has to prove that he has a friend so then he just asks some random guy in the parking lot but then he like ends up take this guy he ends up going skydiving with like the same day but he like chickens out while they're on the plane
0: the and guy this is not enough nathan? to
2: nathan does uh, i would you i would. believe yeah yeah nathan does i mean i would love to go skydiving i i don't know if nathan's like i think nathan might be like uh, like leaning into it a little bit yeah. on that one um but I can't. Rem- I can't remember the scenario why. And I mean, that's that's one thing I love about the show is that I, I kind of like forget the details, and when I go back and watch it, it's all fresh. Uh, but it would be better to have an answer for you, Joe, that I- of one that would be my favorite that I can actually remember all the details of. Um, another segment I love is toward the beginning of the series. Is this was actually the first segment that it was in the second or third episode that like. Oh, this show is a little bit more unique than what I expected it to be. Which is, he does an episode where uh, people go and uh, to a gas station and they can get a rebate on their gas. Yes. Like, so they they pay for how much gas they want, but to but to get the rebate they have to do they have to do like a whole bunch of like kind of like challenges but basically it ends up with them they have to be at the top of this mountain at a certain time or this like this like uh this uh, trail this like yeah. The, yeah they have to turn, there's like a a drop box at the top of this like <laughs> uh, mountain mount mountain Anchele. trail area i think it's mount anchelin it's only
1: about an hour away from uh la and uh pasadena area so I mean, go.
2: that's what's kind of cool is that like most as, even that uh, that uh, that fortune teller you were talking about, Sasha. That place is, I believe, on Venture uh, Victory uh, mm-hmm. in in the valley. I think. Um, I mean, there's so many of them, anyways. Mm-hmm. There everywhere, but um, uh, but he leads they, like three people take him up on this rebate. The idea was to make the rebate so complicated people don't want to put the time in. But then three people actually are like, "All right, let's go." And he's like, "All right, we're going to go right now." And he, they're like, "Okay." And so like they're not prepared to go hiking, but they all end up going with him. I think I think they do go home and change or something, but they they go they all go with him up this mountain. It's like a it's like a couple hours. I mean, at least at least to get there and then also to hike. And then when they get to the box, They end up because it's getting dark, so they just decide. So Nathan's like, "All right, so we should camp then, uh, since we're here." And they end up having at at the campsite. They end up having like these heart to hearts that are like some of them. It's like it's it's insane. Like there there's tears involved, and they're just talking about their lives. But like they like really share something. They share this moment like all of them. It's yeah, it's really incredible. Yeah, you don't uh,
1: do that unless you have something you need. To like Hmm. dig out and say like you're so desperate for human connection that you can say your truth to that you're like you know we've been on this mountain all night and we're gonna (laughs) stay here the rest of it okay it's it's wild my favorite one it's great is smokers allowed that's an episode oh my god it's so incredible so often and that the premise is and the, the bar is actually 1881 bar in Pasadena. Pasadena, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm right by there. Sasha That's, will have to go. Nate, let's have you meet up with let's us. Let's do it.
2: Let's do it. Uh, go check it out. But you want to continue the episode from there? <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, <Back> actually. <laughs> we're live from 1881 Bar. Uh, and that she, the bar owner wants there to be smoking indoors, so he... Says okay, we can have people smoke here by theater law, where it's okay for someone indoors to smoke a cigarette if it's part of a play. So if it, makes, yeah, if they're the actors, yeah, yeah, he makes the bar a play that people can come see. It's a such a good episode. Oh my god, <laughs> that one I, I, re- re- I watched after watching these three. I was like, I
2: gotta watch Smoke Aloud Loud again. Put that oh on. man, when he recreates that of uh, uh, that whole bar sequence with with actors. In place of these people that were at the bar that night, it's it's crazy, and there's nothing happening yeah. the whole time. But it's like two hours, and then he just Nathan just like has recorded. Obviously, they record everything. So then Nathan just goes through all the footage and transcribes all of this just like in in name chatter and then has these people, actors come in and he has them rehearse for like at least a week or two weeks. Yeah, they're paid for actors. For being these bar patrons, yeah. There,
1: there is a Reddit thread of, a, of someone who spoke with the bar owner um, and she was very forthcoming oh, yeah? about the making of it and everything. And uh, uh, if you just search whatever like, reddit uh the smokers allowed episode what happened you'll probably find yeah. it um but from that reddit thread which you know could be fake could be someone who just i'm gonna say i did all this and talk to the person whatever but sounds like sh- she said the the owner who was the main star he was just as awkward if not more in real life hey. couldn't remember his lines a lot of the times oh no would get upset And that they told her it was for an MTV show about helping businesses. Interesting. And she had really no idea. And she said everything felt really earnest. Like he even felt bad when he had to tell her she didn't get the role. And like he. That's
2: when he has to tell her that she didn't get the role. It's (laughs) it's it is heartbreaking. (laughs)
0: It's so funny. Well, I see that both of you love the show so much. And um, now I think it's time to channel it into the ratings. Well, Hello. before yeah. right before we do,
2: okay. um, I have a question for you, Sasha. What? Do, how do you feel? Oh, I guess you're gonna give us your rating in a second. Yeah. I guess this is part of that. But uh, you've watched just so I know four episodes or two three. or zero? Three. three. Great. Okay, one, one. So three Wonderful.
0: more than zero, but one less than four. But three. okay, okay,
2: perfect, perfect. Yeah. Seven perfect.
1: less than ten. <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> what was the number. Anyways. three. Okay, there we go. Three. I was right. All right, let's get into ratings then And you can really tell us what you think We're going to rate Nathan For You on a scale of 0 to 10 Using something else as our basis of the rating That something else could be a show like uh, Nathan For You So you think, oh, this show like Nathan For You is a 5 Nathan For You is a 6 because it's a little bit better Or you could (laughs) even say It's like getting a wet kiss from someone you like and they like that you know it could Wait, be weird. I
0: like your I like Ooh. your pitch about comparing the show to itself that's never been <laughs> oh, done oh i right. love
1: that
2: you, you could so <laughs> the, you there's no rules no okay yeah no so. rules so so if nathan for you is a 10 then i give nathan for you a 10 that kind of thing that yeah, could yeah, yeah. work you could do that yeah no
1: one's that's stopping great. you That's yeah, great. and if that no, doesn't well. make okay. sense me and sasha <laughs> will go first I think it's pretty right. clear. I'll uh-huh. go first because I think it's pretty clear how I feel about the show. Uh, I will. Ooh, what show? I'm trying to even think. I don't want to do the easy answers, but I'm trying to think what shows I can just put on anytime and watch again. It's
2: and And you know I what don't I know think? If it I, I think it does not Because well, also, a lot of shows are arcs, you know? It's like, it's tough to jump in. I mean, and the one off shows, like, Law and order you have to be in like a specific mood for that you know that sort mm. of thing or I guess older shows like Gilligan's Island or you know any other show from that era that doesn't follow a full arc that you have to watch the whole season yeah in like, order yeah. and stuff but there's a
1: lot of shows where you don't yeah. but I got it I'm gonna rate it against uh the life of Pablo the Kanye West album I could okay. listen oh. to that, epi- that episode that episode uh, that album. <laughs> All the way through any day of the week that you want me to. No problem. At any point, uh, tracks, go skip through tracks and go to random ones. Do it backwards. Whatever you want to do, that's a 10 out of 10 album. And you know what? If I spent the first half of my day listening to that album again, and then spent the next half of my day watching all of
2: Nathan For You again, that's not a bad day. Nathan For You is a 10. 10 as well. Mm. Wow. That's, you know, uh, after having listened to quite a few of these uh, shut-ups, I would say that Joe's a hard critic. So is Sasha. Mm. But Joe seems to be...
0: uh, He likes to misdirect people. I don't like to.
2: I just, I guess, do. (laughs) I don't uh, attempt to. Well, you're you're a hard sell. I didn't know how either of you were gonna feel about this, and I still don't know how Sasha feels about Mm -hmm. it. But, uh, but, uh, that's, uh, I take that as, uh, i think i think that's great i um that's i was gonna say i'll take the compliment but i'll give it to nathan <laughs> I mean, fielder sure and, uh you can that's high yeah that's well i just brought it here but i mean you already uh, sasha hi
0: hi i'm gonna go next so we can uh climax to you is that if that makes <laughs> i would love it yes please. um i'm gonna compare this show to the experience of like when everybody tells you like you should watch it so like You know, I've heard about Nathan, uh, Nathan for you, and so I finally watched it. So the other thing that happened to me similar was like people were like, "Look, the amazing thing is Japan. You gotta go to Japan," and I went to Japan. So how do I feel about the results? So going to Japan versus watching Nathan for you—it's hard because in Japan,
1: interesting scale. I like it.
0: Thank you. Um, Japan is one of my favorite places in the world, and I. Mm So much so that I don't want to travel anywhere else. I don't care about going anywhere else. I don't care if I never go to Europe again. I went there once for a couple of countries. It was like fine. I don't care. I don't really like traveling, honestly. I don't like flying on the planes. I don't like heights. Yeah. And so, but Japan was worth it every single moment. I love it. So much so that I am, you know, like learning Japanese. Like just a a a whole other thing just opened up in my life because of that um so going to japan is a 10 compared to that i'd say nothing for you is a is an eight uh it was really an eight it was great yeah it was so you, great you,
2: you're not saying it's an eight you're saying it's an eight <laughs> it's an
0: eight yeah okay i think it was great really strong i i really you know i thought it was like a prank show for some reason i kept thinking like just like I don't even know which prank show I was comparing to in my head. But I was like, it's a prank show from, like, nine years ago. I don't know. Do I have to watch it at this point? And I enjoy it as much as I, say, enjoy John Wilson's show, which I enjoy quite a lot. So mm-hmm. um, it's just because comparing to going to Japan, that's oh, why it's an sure. eight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it's up there. I sure. really enjoyed it. And now that you're talking about all these other episodes, I'm like, maybe I got to hit oh, it up. I got to hit it up.
2: It's, and I do feel like they're, they differ so enough to where if one episode makes you feel one way, whatever it is, you might get a different feeling completely in the next one. Because there's the content is so vastly different. Well, um, yeah. But what it's about all, you? But it's quite funny. Um, okay, so uh, I guess on a scale of um, of oh, uh, okay, so uh, I would give like. If you go over to somebody else's house that you haven't been to before, and uh, you're completely willing to take your shoes off, but they they beat you to the punch. Like in fact, you're maybe even slipping your shoes off because you see other people doing it. But then the host says, "Can you please take your shoes off?" And it, you know you're just thinking like to yourself, "I've I'm already I'm already doing this." Um, that's that's a that's a two for me. Yeah. So um, if that's a two, and then. Uh, I would I would probably say, I'd probably say that Nathan for you is probably a 10 then in that scenario. Um, <laughs> I would hope. But I'll also, I I think like it, it I mean I said this at the top of the show, but it is one of my favorite comedy television shows. Um, and I think partly because of the rewatchability of it. They comedy is a it's diminishing returns a lot of times for me when I see when I see something that I've already seen before and I kind of know what's coming, unless it's, you know, got a lot of dense uh, humor in it where it's stuff I've, like, Arrested Development, you know, is, is like joke totally. after joke after joke. Okay, Arrested Development's a nine, Nathan views a ten. Ooh, All right. Nice. Wow.
0: Bigger than Arrested Development. I think Hi, what's yours. great
1: for an improv guy like yourself, uh, it is mm-hmm. something that's just like, oh, we recognize that this could have only happened because it happened. P- someone right. couldn't have written the script and then given it to someone else. Like, whatever. Like, it only happened because at that moment on that day, the cameras were rolling with this person who had no idea what was going on.
2: And this is what we got. Uh, yeah. Sasha, you should watch the Pink's Hot Dog episode, which oh, I think gosh. is in season two. I think oh, well. it's the eighth episode of season two or the end of season two. But it is. That that Joe, what you just said, like it, because of what's happening on that day, like the 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 people they get in that episode. I mean, it, you couldn't if you tried to re- like uh, hire an actor to play somebody like that, it would feel completely false. Yeah. Like it's just, it's. I it's will wonderful. watch
0: it and I will let you know what I thought.
2: When yeah, when we do uh, the follow up at
1: 1881
0: Bar, uh, we'll <laughs> talk about it. Live
1: from Pasadena. S- so it's much. Saturday night.
0: Shut up! I love it. <laughs> we loved having you, and uh, it's such a joy to have you. I mean, it's such a joy, oh, joyful subject as well. Uh, what, what's going on with you these days? Anything you want to plug? Any except in and outs, local in and outs. <laughs>
2: Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. If, uh, if you're on the go and you, you don't have time to cook yourself a uh, three course, uh, head to over to In-N-Out cause they got you covered. Um, uh, and I would say a little pro tip, um, especially because the line, the car line for In-N-Out is always egregiously long. Uh, make sure it's a walk up, make sure it has a walk up because usually it might, that line might seem long with the bodies, mm-hmm. but, uh, trust me, it's much faster than the cars. Wow. Um, uh, throw a decal on the back car uh, and see if that car reaches the front before you get your order. <laughs> Those decals um, that you but,
1: have lying around in your
2: pocket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have them all, all different shades of cars, so they won't even know the decals there. Mm. In fact, you might get confused at which car it is, but then just go up to it and start picking, and eventually you'll get to the decal. Um, but uh, Thread Corner uh, podcast mm. has been on hiatus for a few um months uh like 24 of them at least but it is on its way back i guess it did have a little spurt as everyone knows uh in december but uh (laughs) it's coming back uh soon so uh watch out for that um it it will immediately be behind a paywall because i feel like that's the only way to get listeners uh so um so watch out for that and um uh honeymoon is uh the improv team that sasha mentioned is uh be so graciously being given a uh a i don't know how it may be also irresponsible but sasha uh, knows a team called direct-to-video uh that she also uh uh, uh leads i would say i would say carries honestly I'm um, and wow. <laughs> that's true and they host uh they host a, a couple different shows at the clubhouse but they're uh she'd be very gracious to let honeymoon host while uh, they're on hiatus so mm-hmm. uh that'll We're, be all giving birth
0: except me everybody <laughs>
2: oh everyone else is gi- yeah giving birth yeah yeah okay so so yeah so i mean like i said sasha you know since you have this, some downtime feel free to come and play with us also joe that always extends to you um and take
1: that but, i haven't done it uh, in
2: two, a few years but oh my gosh ready. you could come and come and we'll do a grenade it'll be great Obviously. uh there's a Joe probably doesn't even remember but we did a sh- uh, I was at a show once that I'm sure I was playing in at some point but Joe got up on stage with his team I think they were just thrown together but you said we were you presented to the audience okay we're uh, now we're going to do the grenade and then I proceeded to study that and, and I was like, what is the form here? And then afterwards I went up to him and I said, what, what, what does the grenade entail? And you, you just said, oh, that was, I just said that. There's no form. In. It
0: that was so sounds funny. I like me. I love that. I love that <laughs> oh, so much. It was so great. Uh, it was Joe, great. That else? was at, uh, yeah. oh, go ahead. You no, go. you go ahead. tell me, where was it?
2: Oh, I mean, Well, it's at a theater that doesn't exist anymore. Not I.O., but uh, Jeff Thompson's. Uh, oh, gosh. The old theater. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Thank middle you. theater. Former
0: <laughs> guest on the show. So as oh. punk
1: rock as some I his theaters can be around L.A., nothing was more punk rock than the middle theater.
2: <laughs> That's
0: right. That one was right.
1: fucked up. Punk I agree oh it was um, crazy Joe was
0: crazy. what is going on with you these days
1: oh check me wreck me daddy uh, you can check out my movie review podcast beat it movie reviews go google it and also my comics uh, bottoms up hard liquor that's out and I'm actually working on the fourth and final issue right now so if you go read the first three you'll be ready and really wet for this fourth one <laughs> Somebody's stop wet me. is coming
0: back <laughs> <laughs> awesome and go on s- the website called uh, www.scriptanatomy.com I have a couple of classes in October November that just were uh, they just went up I think so let's write a pilot or two I don't know how you write two pilots in this class but maybe you can um, who am I to stop you that's all for today's episode thank you Elizabeth Salute, for the artwork thank you Mr. Owl for this amazing track go watch some Nathan for you and thank you for you you you, for listening